Hey, what's up and welcome into the Jack Vita Show. I am your host, as always, Jack Vita. And we are live right now on Twitter. Many of you guys are listening in the podcast feed. Uh, we're recapping today, week seven of the NFL season, week eight of college football season. Uh, the Atlanta Braves just won their first NL pennant for the first time in 22 years. We'll have a full uh, NLCS and ALCS recap and World Series preview coming tomorrow. So make sure you guys are subscribed to the Jack Vita Show so you don't miss it. And we've had some really good episodes lately. Just talked with former MLB All-Star Mickey Morandini. He talked about that 20 strikeout game that Kerry Wood had in 1998. He was playing second base uh, and a lot of really other great stuff. So make sure you guys check that out. Subscribe to the show and log on to my site, jackvita.com. I don't want to waste any more time because we got a, a great duo joining me today. It's two of my friends from New Trier High School, Nathan Rice, Connor Bame, and Nathan actually played a little bit of football back in the day. Yes, I was a backup quarterback, so I know I know the game wasn't too great at it. Though. I remember you saying at one point that you were like the David Garrard of JV football. Yeah, I was a great JV football player. And Very cerebral. Yeah. Yeah, I really was. They called me uh, – we made up an award called the Burt Gray Award, and I, I was the first ever winner. <laughs> well, he could pick apart a secondary, no problem. I think it was uh, maybe some of the athletic stuff that held him back, but his, his mind was second to none. Yeah, my definitely had a good mind, didn't have a great body. But they, they called me the beach ball, actually, because they said that I was pretty big and round. And you know, like when a beach ball floats in the wind, you can't really catch it for some reason. <laughs> so, like you know, for some reason they couldn't tackle me. But it's not like I was doing anything crazy. It's, a, it, it's an all-time nickname. Yeah, could have been an offensive coordinator, Nate. I agree. I agree. Actually, at the at the end of the year banquet, you know, when they talk about all the players, they didn't say anything about me being a good football player. They just said I could be a good coach one day. And a great teammate. <laughs> yeah, and a good teammate. And a good teammate. And then, of course, Connor played basketball at Dartmouth. Go Big Green. Go Big Green. Go Big Green. Uh, tough loss to Columbia on Friday. 19 nothing. We got shut out. Um, I'm going to blame it on the refs on this one. But we're on We're on to Harvard next week. All right. That was televised live, wasn't it? Was that on ESPN? ESPN, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, my school, Valparaiso Crusaders, played Dartmouth, what was it, like three weeks ago? Got absolutely killed by you guys. Oh, yeah. We're big time. We were uh, 25th in FDS before losing uh, last week. Bummer. Well, but We don't put any money into our football program. It's basically it's all basketball. Yeah. It, all, it all goes to Matt Loddick, all of that money. Funnels <laughs> <laughs> up there to the top. <laughs> yeah. Well, all the other sports are scholarship sports. And uh, who's the assistant coach? Sport. Townsend. What was that? Townsend's the assistant coach, right? He's over at – he moved somewhere else. I talked Got to him it. a couple years ago. Good guy. Yeah. But we have, like – they're, like, very few. They're, like, 12, maybe 10 or 12 teams that are non-scholarship D1 football. Valpo is one of them. And, they, don't, uh, they don't do scholarships? Yeah, it's basically, like, there's a conference. It's called the Patriot League. And it's basically – it's, like, basketball. Of course the Patriot League. Or, no, sorry, not the Patriot – Pioneer League. Pioneer oh, League. got it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Pioneer League, and it's basically, they basically call it, it's basketball schools not putting any money into football and then having a football team. So it's basically D3. It's non-scholarship. 
they get all these kids to come to school there because they're like, oh, I get to play D1 football, and we don't have to give them any money to come to the school. So who, nice who else is in that league? Davidson, Elon. University Elon of- is not scholarship, huh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Who else do you know? Uh, there's there are a couple in Florida. I think Stetson, Jacksonville. So do they all do they all play each other? Uh, I don't think everyone plays everybody. Butler's in there, so Butler's our big rival. Got it. Oh, Butler is not great at football. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, uh, that's enough about the Pioneer League. Great at basketball. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. And by the way, we're gonna start doing our uh, college basketball preview next week. So get pumped coming oh, on yeah. the Jack Vita show. Yeah. So let's talk some NFL. And uh, it's great to have you guys here. I'm going to run through some scores. We still got some games going on right now, but I think we have a good idea of how things are going to turn out. The Atlanta Falcons uh, win at Miami. Miami drops to one and six. Atlanta wins that game 30 to 28 with a, with a late field goal. I believe it was uh, Carolina bench Sam Darnold in the second half. Uh, they went to the Meadowlands or wherever the heck the New York Giants are playing these days. And uh, they lost that game 25-3. to Cincinnati Bengals with a statement victory, 41-17 at Baltimore. Tennessee Titans, another statement victory. Big win over the Kansas City Chiefs, 27-3. to The Patriots thumped the Jets, 54-13. Zach Wilson got hurt in that game. And then we had the Packers uh, on top of the Washington football team, 24-10. Oh, by the way, final on that Patriots-Jets game, 54-13. Thursday night, Case Keenum led the Cleveland Browns to a victory over the Denver Broncos, 17-14. And then right now, it looks like the Las Vegas Raiders are going to beat uh, Philly. It's 33-22 at this time. Uh, Rams are... Just barely beating the Lions, actually. 25-19 is the score of that game. Bears are getting annihilated in Tampa. It's 38-3 right now. Bad, bad game for Justin Fields. And then the Arizona Cardinals uh, with another big win. They're going to improve to 7-0 with their victory. 31-5 right now on the Houston Texans. And then, of course, we've got the Saints and the Seahawks playing tomorrow night. And the Sunday night game tonight, Colts and the 49ers. Those are our games for the week. My Steelers were on a bye week. Nathan likes the Cowboys. They're on a bye week. Um, your thoughts, Nathan? Early takeaways. Where do you want to start with this? Jamar Chase is the best receiver in the NFL. Best receiver in the NFL. Yeah, he's I don't a, think that's true, but he's awesome. He's amazing. He's yeah. amazing. He, Try to think other big takeaways. The Chiefs might suck. Chiefs. Definitely suck. Pat Mahomes, I hope he's okay. Because he oh, yes. died on the field. Yeah. So, I, um, I Packers, like good. Packers look great. Tom Brady's the GOAT. I feel like these with a lot of these good quarterbacks, they like Patrick Mahomes, like he was so good and then all of a sudden he kinda dwindles down. I think that happens a lot. Tom Brady's the only quarterback out there that just stays Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers. They just stay consistent. Well Vita, pick a game, by the way. Excellent mustache. Nine Thank you. Ten mustache. 
you look awesome. That's actually the highlight. That's the highlight of week. Yeah. This is sick. Yeah. That's seven. Yeah. <laughs> I was inspired by Garrett Powell's mustache. He is no. an even better one. He was here last week. You guys yeah. will have to take a look at what he's rocking right now. It's you look crazy. great. That looks great. Good job. Uh, but you pick a you pick a game and, and we'll go off. Okay. Uh, well, we why don't we start with the Bears? I mean, you guys are both oh, Bears fans. On. You want to start there, Vita? Come on, pathetic, <laughs> disgusting. Franchise. What do you think about Fields, Connor? Clean that. I don't think Fields is the answer. I don't either. No. I don't think he's going to be the, the the starting quarterback for the Bears. I agree. It's, it's so sad because he's from my beloved uh, Ohio State Buckeyes. We traded up to get him, uh, but if you look at Pace's and Nagy's history, well, not Nagy, but Pace's history of trading up for quarterbacks, it's not great. Um, in, in watching him today and his sort of nonchalant attitude on the sidelines after he's like fumbled the ball three times, he picked, I'm sure he's pissed, but like after Jay Cutler, I can't have another guy sit on the sidelines looking like this <laughs> right after they throw the third uh, takeaway of the game. It was brutal. He needs to learn how to get away, throw the ball away in situations where he's in trouble. Um, and frankly, I haven't, and who knows, maybe he, he, he turns it around, but through what I've seen thus far, I don't think he's the answer. Yeah, I agree with Connor. It just shows the gap like from college NFL. Like he was so athletic in college. He was awesome. And, and he has a ton of arm talent. It's just some of the decision-making in some of the interceptions that he threw today. I mean, the offense line is terrible, so it's obviously not all, all on him. And, and the guys calling the shots, uh, Nagy and, and Pace, are probably the two worst in the league. So that doesn't help either. Uh, but, God, that game was pathetic today. And it's, it's you know, whatever is going on at the Bears right now, it's not the answer. It's not the path forward. We need, we need to do some change. I think it starts at the top with the GM and works its way, it's way down to the head coach. Uh, but whatever we're doing right now, it's, it's not working. Yeah. yeah, I'm actually – this is refreshing to hear from Bears fans because – I mean, these were knocks that we, a lot of people had on on uh, Fields coming out of Ohio State. It's like, well, we know he's athletic. He's got a big arm. He's very talented. But decision-making, processing, reading defenses, uh, making a, a going to a secondary read instead of your primary choice of who you want to throw to. Like, there are a lot of just things that I think were kind of hidden with him playing at Ohio State that unless you're watching really closely yeah. – and you saw like the Northwestern game and Indiana game. It's like, okay, there's some room for growth with this guy. And a lot of Bears fans are like, well, get him out there week one. He needs to play week one. And it's yeah. like, it's a bad team. Can't, I mean, I maybe, maybe those things don't ever come. I just thought he probably developed better by not playing and being in the film room and studying up a little bit and learning from Andy Dalton. Yeah. And no one wants him to be more successful than me. It's just, it's brutal seeing, <laughs> looking at Tom Brady, and then the next the next series it's it's Justin Fields and the Bears offense, um, and one works and, and, and the other doesn't, and, it, and it's pretty disheartening. So, who knows? I hope that he he figures it out. Uh, he's got all the talent in the world, uh, but I don't see it this far. Good little teaser there with what we talked about. Oh, sorry, Nathan. Do you have something you wanted to add? No, I feel like I'm just pretty numb as a Bears fan having <laughs> back. Right. It, it's just kind of like another Sunday for me. <laughs> and, and his he's got a very slow release, and I think that I don't know. He just seems like he's not he he doesn't have the brains I thought he did in terms of like understanding the field. 
he doesn't seem to like really read. He seems to like kind of have like the Mitch Trubisky syndrome where oh my god, person, <laughs> if they're not open, it's run oh. check down. So I, I would like to see him kind of work his way around the field and find the open man and not just pick somebody. But we got to move on, Vita. Yeah, I, can't talk yeah, about I agree. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, it was a good teaser you guys had with the Chiefs right now. I think that it's time that we at least start. Uh, we we shouldn't even talk about having a conversation about. It. We need to revoke the label of super team on the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, this is like a the national media has been like the Chiefs are a super team and they're this juggernaut and like yeah, I think the Chiefs are going to make the playoffs this year. I know they're three and four right now. I, I'm not saying that I think their window is over, but I mean, yeah, they went to three straight conference title games. They won one Super Bowl. They're not a super team though. They are not great. In fact, they may stink. Um, but I do think Pat Mahomes has earned the respect. Yeah. To, he's on the same level as a Brady or a Rodgers or a Breeze or a Russell Wilson, where you, you just can never count his the, the team out as long as he's on the field. And I hope he's okay. He took like the worst hit I've ever yeah, seen. Head to the hit to the head. Had yeah. to leave the game. An NFL player takes. So I hope he's okay. But. I think the defense is terrible. The offense doesn't work. But as long as he's on the team, it's like you can never count out Aaron Rodgers' team. And I think it's sort of the same here with Mahomes. It's like they'll figure it out at some point. Yeah, wonder. I wonder if this uh, them kind of stinking this year is a consequence of paying Patrick Mahomes a zillion dollars. He's making like $50 million a year. Yeah. So there's, there's not well, much it, to set around. It reminds me of it. reminds me of what – the Seahawks had with Russell Wilson early in his career. And then once they paid Russell Wilson, the Legion of Boom fell apart because you had to, you couldn't pay everybody. And they had two years where they were just a juggernaut of a defense. And it was a, it was a different league then. I don't think we're ever going to see a defense like that ever, at least unless we have some rule changes in the modern era of football. It's not, you can't win with defense anymore. I just don't think it happens. Anymore. You know what I think you need Vita is you need more quarterbacks that have billionaire wives. Yes. So that they can take less money for decades plus. So you can spread the money around elsewhere. Well, I mean, Russell Wilson's wife is doing pretty fine, and he took like the richest contract in QB That's history. <laughs> so Russell Wilson needs to take one for the team. Sierra I'll needs to start that. producing some more albums. Uh, <laughs> you know, start churning some more out, and the Seahawks will be good. Again. But when you have a guy who's in the back then, I mean, Russell's come a long way from then. You know, at that time, a lot of people looked at him as a game manager, and now he's you know top five, top ten quarterback. Um, and he is consistently good every year. I don't, a lot of people think I'm overly critical of him because I don't think he is as good as Rodgers or Brady, but I think he's, he's in, in that, that conversation. Next, he's, he's in the next, the next batch of guys that you talk about that are really good every year in and year out. Um, but nevertheless, like the, the same kind of, they had a quarterback who played at a high level who was making 500 grand a year, and Mahomes was making a little more than that. But that's like the cheat code. And once you got to pay that quarterback, you don't have the same kind of luxuries. There's a big difference between $5 million Patrick Mahomes and $50 million Patrick Mahomes or whatever that contract difference is. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, like, the ins and outs of their payroll, but I'm sure that they had some losses. Their defense isn't good at all. No, their defense is really bad. 
Um, and what, they're three and four now. That's I think they'll figure. It, I, th- I think they'll figure it out. Yeah, they'll be in the playoffs. But I think last yeah. year, what they they lose three games all year. I think they were thirteen three. I want to guess. Yeah, and what do they do their their defense? Do they turn over a bunch of people? I mean, it just seems weird that they're so bad defensively. But I think they'll they'll figure it out. You don't bet against Pat Mahomes. Yeah. Like, another takeaway: the Jets are horrible. Um, that's another one where I like Zach Wilson a lot. I don't think he should be playing right now because I think that team's bad. And he was exposed today, got hurt, and we'll see what ends up being the case with him. But. Um, that team is really, really bad. I feel bad for Robert Sala. Team is really bad. I, I, I was watching the game. Who is their backup quarterback? Some Someone guy. white, like Mike White or Mark White or something like yeah, that. I don't I even know his never, name is. I had never heard of him before. He went to you know some random school, so they were hurting. Um, I can't remember the last time an NFL team putting up 50-plus points on another team, but the Patriots who aren't good smacked the jets. So (laughs) it's bad being a bears fan. It's a little bit worse being a jets fan is uh, what we say. Mac Jones looks the best of any quarterback right now. Is it Trevor? Is it Mac of the rookie quarterbacks? Probably Mac, right? Yeah. What is it? Probably. Trevor's improving though week to week. Trevor's looking a lot better. Is it New England or Mac? That's what I can't tell. True. Justin Fields was in the conversation before today. Today wasn't wasn't great for his case. Um, yeah, but none of them are, are are going crazy. I would say either either Trevor Lawrence or, or Justin or uh, Mac Jones. I think uh, Mac is legitimately solid right now, and I think yeah. Trevor is. Trevor's starting. He's on an incline right now. It seems like there's improvement week to week. They finally won last week, I think, and they have a bye week this week. I'm curious to see what we see out of Jacksonville over the next uh, several weeks moving forward. I think it's that situation is going to get better slowly. And also, that's another bad team. Um, Mac probably has the most in terms of – I shouldn't say has the most. I don't think New England's a great team, but we know New England's track record with making it happen – with you know whether it's Jimmy Garoppolo or Matt Castle or you know even with I don't Tom Brady's not a system quarterback but they have had guys step in and do okay I think Mac Jones is pretty good though I think I think he's pretty good uh, Nate you've very probably, accurate how many games have you you watched a couple of Mac Jones games right yeah I watch him here and there he's yeah. uh, he's the most least rookie like quarterback kind of all the rookies like he's calm. He's collective. He doesn't really make many mistakes, but he's not doing anything that's crazy impressive. He's kind of he's he's living in the safe zone. Which, yeah, it's, it's true. Which is okay. Let's turn, turn this question around to you, uh, Vida. Yes. Who's the worst rookie quarterback thus far? It's got. I'd say. Well, I haven't seen Trey Lance play. I don't even like. Has he? How much has he played? In terms little, of guys I've actually watched, I'd say Fields. I don't think Fields. Looks no, it's good. Zach Wilson. Okay. Zach Wilson is, is terrible. I mean, yeah, I think I don't know. I, I think the thing is, but I want to say with Fields and Zach Wilson is like, look at what they have around them. It's not good. But at the same time, like for both guys, they should also receive some blame for not playing well. Like I'm I'm only seeing Bears fans right now. I'm sorry. We're we need 
leave the bears alone. We did the bears. Please. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. My last one, I think for the NFL. And if you guys have anything to add, go ahead. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals are sneaky. Good. Joe Burrow really is good. really good. Jamar think, Chase, as you mentioned, is he's a beast. I think that uh, I think more NFL teams should draft quarterbacks and wide receivers that play together in college. Well, they have T. Higgins too. That's true. He's great from Clemson. Yeah, who who was awesome last year, but he's sort of taking a backseat to Jamar Chase this year, who's been like unbelievable. Chemistry for a quarterback and a wide receiver is once once you have that, you don't lose it. And so I think that the fact that Joe Burrow and Chase played together and were so successful. I think it was inevitable they were going to do the same thing in the NFL. So are we predicting not not the same results, but bet, like Tua just came back. I know the Dolphins lost, but are we going to see Tua and Jalen Waddle hooking up later here in the later in the season if they hang on to Tua? Yeah, I think Tua kind of sucks to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> do you think? Do you agree, Connor? Yes, I think they're going to trade for Deshaun Watson pretty soon. Yeah, what's happening with Deshaun Watson? Well, yesterday, Brian Flores, the head coach, said, or a couple days ago, he said, Tua is our quarterback. What was that? I'm a big Brian Flores fan. I think he's actually a really good coach. Um, What's the problem with Miami? Why are they one and six? I mean, Tua has only started like three games. Tua has, uh, has has, has made some really tough throws. I don't think they have any weapons. I can't. I can't think of a, a single like dynamic, awesome player. They still have uh, Devonte Parker. Yeah, I mean it's a bummer. Um, One who's great is their tight end. Um, blanking on the name, Gusecki. Yeah, he's like a receiver slash. No, you're right. Yeah, he is. He had. A, I think he had a touchdown or two today. He was, yeah. he, was, he was good. Yeah, he he's cool. They have no running backs. Yeah, they Miami's a tough team. They're they just kind of stank, but. Right. Waddle's the real deal. He, I'm not out on Tua yet. I'm. I still think give Tua like a full twenty games until we have a better idea of what he is. Last year he was coming off the hip surgery. That's a really hard to go from hip surgery to throwing a football in a game without a preseason. This year he's only made three starts, and the team's clearly been bad with and without him. So I, I'm not. I'm not pulling the plug on Tua quite well, yet. I'm not saying I think Tua is going to be great but i think it'll be i just say wait and see on him jacoby Brissett's hurt right i don't even know <laughs> I, I think i think jacoby Brissett's hurt and i don't think tua would be playing if J- jacoby Brissett was healthy i don't i don't agree with that i think you want tua to get those reps in there right now especially it's all at this point it's a lost season so you they gotta sh- figure out if this guy's gonna be your quarterback moving forward what are you saying nathan it's it's they, they have their first round their, their first, they traded their first round pick for to, to the Eagles. I'm pretty sure they don't have a first-round pick. I thought they had, like, a ton of picks. Last, last year, year, they had two first-rounders. Yeah, last year, they did. Okay. What were you saying, Nathan? They should get Fitz Magic back. Is Fitz going to play again this year? I don't know, to be honest. Heineke, yeah. actually. I was watching a little bit of Taylor Heineke today. He was – I'm not saying – I don't think he's their long-term solution at quarterback, but in terms of backup, he might be a – Pretty good backup. Old Dominion University. Crazy, yeah. That Old Dominion has got a starting quarterback in the NFL. I think uh, I think Fitzpatrick will be back uh, this year. What do you do? He, he, he uh, holds on his hip, but I think he'll be back. All right. Anything else? Anything else NFL wise, guys? 
Uh, my Texans down big. <laughs> or Texans. Yeah, I feel badly for the Texans. You you want to hear a fun fact? I went to the Texans' first practice ever. That is that's like awesome. Two thousand one. Four. Yeah, whenever two thousand early two thousands. Yeah, it was earlier than 04. I would guess 02 was probably no. The first year. It, it, well, what year was what year was David Carr number one pick? It was either 01 like or 02. No way. I was probably like eight, maybe ten. I'll look it up. 2002. Will, you're right. Yeah, that's right. That's why I have my back to back champion of Sports Jeopardy on the Jack Vita show. It's because it's because I haven't played yet, Jack. <laughs> okay. All right, let's do some college football. So I'm going to run through the notable games from the weekend. All right, and here we go. Number two, Cincinnati Bearcats uh, were, I wouldn't say on the ropes, but Navy was giving them a pretty good run in the first half. They end up winning that game, however, at Navy 27-20. Oklahoma struggled with Kansas. They win that game 35-23. Bama with another commanding victory, 52-24 at home over the Tennessee Volunteers. Bames, Ohio State, Buckeyes with a big, big win over the Indiana Hoosiers, 54-7. Michigan continues to roll. They had another nice, impressive win, 33-7 over Northwestern. The Penn State-Illinois game went to nine overtimes with the new overtime rule, and Illinois wins that game, handing Penn State it's second loss. Thanks for playing this year, Penn State. Twenty to eighteen. Oklahoma State. They were they received their first loss of the season at uh, Iowa State. There was a controversial play that could have been a first down. Uh, it was kind of similar to the Ohio State Michigan game from five years ago, where it was like, where do they spot this ball? But no Oklahoma- controversy in that game, in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, in this one, however, Oklahoma State was on the raw end of thing, the short end of things. 24-21 was the final on that game. Oregon, uh, they they just keep it feels like Oregon's gonna lose again eventually. It didn't happen this week, though. 34-31 at UCLA. Ole Miss uh beats LSU and uh the disgraced coach Ed Orgeron. Uh final score on that game 31-17. Notre Dame improves to 6-1, and one, uh, 31-16 victory over USC. Coastal Carolina no longer undefeated. Appalachian State beats a top 15 team for the first time since? Michigan. What year? 2007. 10. You're right, 2007. Damn. Pretty good, Connor. I told you the only reason you're two-time champ on sports <laughs> – uh, Jeopardy's because I haven't played yet. All right, we'll get you on the. We'll get, try to get you on the next one. Uh, big win for App State Coastal, no longer undefeated. And uh, if there was any hope of the playoff, it's all gone now. Wake Forest hung seventy points at West Point, seventy fifty six over Army. Huge, huge win. Wake Forest undefeated now. I think they're seven and zero. Texas A and M big win over South Carolina, forty four fourteen. North Carolina State first or sorry second loss of the season Miami beats them 31 30 SMU still undefeated I think they're eight and0 now 55 26 over Tulane San Diego State seven and0 uh, win at Air Force 20 to 14 we're gonna talk Mountain West today I'm excited to talk about some of these smaller conferences 
Uh, Pitt, another another good story. Pitt, uh, I think they're now six and one. Big win over Clemson, 27-17. Number 24, UT San Antonio remains undefeated. They're seven and eight or seven and oh or eight and oh now, 45-16 at Louisiana Tech. Wisconsin, uh, really a bounce back win, I'd say, after a slow start for Wisconsin, 30 to 13 at Purdue, who had just entered the polls and now they exit the polls. BYU 21, 19 at Washington State. Uh, big the uh, Oregon State gives Utah a loss, and so last week we talked all about how oh Utah's in command of the Pac-12 South. Well, now they lose, and so now there's a, a door open for Arizona State to win that conference and go to the uh, Pac-12 championship game. Oregon State improves to five and two. Final score on that game: 42-34. And finally, the game that I know no one else was watching, but I was Fresno State. <laughs> Uh, with a big win over Nevada, 34-32. Now, guys, uh, did either of you catch that game? Because I'll I'll tell you what happened at the end of that game. No, no, I can't say I did. <laughs> so my favorite quarterback in this draft class at this time, Carson Strong from Nevada, they were down uh, eight points. The reason they were down eight is because coach decided to go for two early in the game. They didn't get it. Bad, bad decision. And so... They had no timeouts. Get the ball at the 10-yard line. 50 seconds left. Carson Strong looked incredible. Led them down the field with ease. Got into the end zone and then had to go for two. And there was a uh, missed pass interference call. Guy did not turn and look at the ball. He just pushed the receiver right out of bounds. And uh, it was a bad call. But he the guy caught it anyway. He just didn't get his feet in bounds because he's shoved out of bounds. Anyway, Carson Strong. In my opinion, the at least I should say, he's the quarterback that's impressed me the most. I think he's going to be a round one pick. I would love the Steelers to get him. And I, I think you guys need to, when you get a chance on a Saturday afternoon, Saturday night, Nevada's on, flip on that Nevada game because this guy's going to shoot up the draft boards. And I can already see the tweets right now when he gets picked over Matt Corral, potentially, or... I mean, there aren't, there aren't, it's not a great quarterback class, but he's going to be a high pick. And I'm going to see all these tweets. Who's this guy? Who's Carson Strong? Everyone should watch Carson Strong. You know, um, Vita, after you, you dubbed Albert Elmore Jr., your guy, a couple years ago, I'm not sure how much I can trust your, your guys anymore. <laughs> You're going to be honest. <laughs> Okay, how about this? I'm how sure Carson Strong is great. I just, I don't know. 2018 NFL draft. I said that was the year that you had Josh uh, Rosen, Sam Darnold were the t- top two court. There's another guy, Baker. Those three guys, I think. No, Baker was the next year, I think. No, Baker was that year. Oh, you're, you're right. He, the top two that. quarterbacks in this draft, I said, number one is Josh Allen. Number two is Lamar Jackson. People were like, you're crazy. So. That that is kind of a crazy take by then. It turned out to be pretty good, but yeah, I don't know. Um, Carson Strong, he'll play probably the nine p.m. game every every day uh, until week twelve, and then he'll probably play in a in a bowl on like December twenty first, and and I, I won't hear his name again until uh, until April. But hey, if, you, <laughs> if you're endorsing Carson Strong, then I'm on I'm I'm on the strong train. All right. Uh, strong hashtag strong 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 yeah <laughs> there you go 
No, um, the what I was so impressed with was he was so confident, composed, uh, collected, calm. Every c word that you could throw in there that's PG rated. Uh, he <laughs> he looked great. He was very confident, very poised. He let him down the field with ease. Uh, it didn't like he didn't look rattled by that moment. It was a road game at Fresno State. Fresno State was that Nathan? Fresno State is tough. Oh. Yes. Super yeah. tough, especially Fresno, at home. So, yeah, Fresno State's good. I honestly feel like, and we'll talk the, the bigger schools in a bit, but I really think that the Mountain West right now is really good and people are talking about it. Who's the best team in the Mountain West right now? BYU? San Diego State. BYU is independent. Independent. Yeah, they yeah. are. San Diego State. San Diego State. I don't know. I think I think you got to look at if you're looking at non-power five. I think you got to look right at the AAC first. Well, the teams at the top of the AAC, of course. I mean, for sure, Cincinnati has to. I I want Cincinnati in the playoff right now. Even though I want, I'll defend them right now with that Navy game because I know Oklahoma dropped in the polls as they should. Some people might say Cincinnati should too. Anytime you play on the road against the Service Academy. I don't care what their record is. That's that's a different kind of game than any other game you play. Like they give a, they give teams something they're not used to. Super um, tough. Yeah. So I think Cincy. Yeah, I got Cincy two in my rankings. I'll actually send you guys my rankings right now. Well, well let's so. let's go through your your top five. Vito. Okay. Here, want me to? Send, I'll send it to you. Uh, or I'll read it to you. How about that? Yeah, let's do it. Let's All do right, number one. Read it. All right, top five. Number one, Georgia Bulldogs. Okay, no no debate there. Number two, Cincinnati Bearcats. Debate. I mean, they're not the second best team in the country. I love I love the Cincinnati. So yeah. I do resume rankings. I don't do it's not power rankings. So like, I still think Alabama's better than them. I think Ohio State's probably better than them. But in terms of resume, they're a, they're a team that's undefeated. I guess, I guess it's just it's hard to separate the two in my mind. Where I think you have to go when you rank these teams on a neutral field, who's winning? I mean, that's one way to go about it, but I also think like you should have to earn your way there with your wins. In terms yeah. of like, but but I still think you know, and we can get to this. But if if Cincinnati, uh, and I love Cincinnati. Don't get me wrong, I love Cincinnati. I love Luke Fickle. Um, if if they show up at the end of the year undefeated, a one loss Alabama is getting in ahead of them. Probably. I mean, Alabama. We'll see what happens. I mean, they got to win. Alabama wins the SEC if they're one loss. So yeah, yeah they're definitely in. Yeah. Okay. Or one loss. Let's let's put it around a one loss Georgia still gets in ahead of them. Yeah, probably both those teams get in, and then it's like yeah. Big Ten champ Cincinnati. Right. Big 12 champ. Those are your teams that you probably right. talk about. Yeah. So Cincinnati, they're doing great. Do they still have to play SMU? Yes. And I actually was going to bring up that question. SMU right now is 7-0, and 8-0, and and they're ranked 19. I actually have them 15 in my rankings. But if SMU goes undefeated in the American, should we have a conversation about SMU as a playoff team? Yes, absolutely. But – Realistically, they'll never get in. Right. But if they go to Cincinnati and beat them at the end of the year, 
Absolutely. They could also they have a chance to beat them twice because I, I guess I don't know if they face oh, each the, other in the, the AAC championship game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the problem there is is they played nobody um, in their non-conference schedule. I mean, I guess they went to TCU, but TCU is not that great. So uh, I think they should be. They won't. But, you know, an undefeated SMU team, even that beats a Cincinnati team twice, it's not even it's not going to be. I think I still think a two loss team power five team gets in ahead of uh, undefeated SMU. Now, the thing that, that Cincy has in its favor is they beat Indiana at Indiana and then went to Notre Dame and beat Notre Dame. So I think that is the sort of the distinguishing factor that puts them into the conversation. If they remain undefeated, I still think it's not Pill Road. I think you're right. I don't disagree with you. And I, I want to add, before I continue with these rankings, the thing that I was curious about with the Mountain West and why I think Mountain West is so good, the teams that are really, really good are San Diego State, Fresno State, Nevada, uh, Utah State. Those are probably the, uh, I mean, so it's like four pretty good teams. And then the uh, Boise not maybe like an middle of the road team. You, if you, if I gave you a guess, they played ten games against the Pac-12 this year. What's the, what do you think their record is? They've already played them. Woo-hoo. Good question. I would say eight and two. No, five and five. I was going to say five and five. This is all Mountain West versus all Pac-12. Yeah, I would have guessed more. I mean, the, well, the, the, the reason why it's lower is because you got like Hawaii and UNLV stinking it up. Got it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Utah out. State went to Washington State and beat the crap out of Washington State. Who else? Who else? What are the other uh, the big the Pac-12 victories there? Uh, well, San Diego State's won two games. I know they beat. Um, I actually don't have the individual games on here. Fresno, they beat UCLA. Nevada beat. They did. Yeah, Nevada beat somebody. So if you took San Diego State, Fresno, and Nevada, the top three. Then your record is four and one against the Pac-12. They beat Arizona and Utah. Good for yeah. San Diego State. That's awesome. Yeah, I and that's where I put. If this, uh, that's what I'm saying is like I think this conference. I'm not saying it's as good as the Pac-12, but it, may, it might be though. It could be like there's a. I think we got three. I mean, how many? Oregon's where, good. Where, Oregon's good. Or, or Oregon would beat the crap out of most uh, Mountain West teams. Yeah. Um, but at the bottom, though, the, the you know, the, the, the top part of the Mountain West is every bit as good or probably a lot better than the bottom of the Pac-12. Oh, yeah, it's better than the pac- bottom of the Pac-12. Yeah. I think that this. So my point is, this is a good conference. And if San Diego State is 7-0 and and they just won at Air Force. Oh, I forgot to put Air Force in here. Air Force. Oh, Air, Air Force, Force hasn't awesome. played any. Yeah, they haven't played Pac-12. Air Force is really good. They won at at Air Force this past week, another really tough game, seven and zero. Does Air Force play Army and Navy every year? I don't. I don't think they play them every year, but they, they play them. Uh, I could be wrong. I don't know for sure. Yeah. I got San Diego State at twelve, though. No, they do. They yeah, they beat Navy and they beat Army. They might get the Commander in Chief this year. Good for Air Force. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll continue with these ranks. I got Georgia, Cincinnati. You're not going to like my number three. Michigan Wolverines. Come on. <laughs> Undefeated. And I got Alabama we, four, whoa, Ohio whoa, State whoa, five. Whoa. We need to stop at number three. What's going on with Michigan at number three? Michigan hasn't lost yet. 
they've played nobody. They've beaten a bunch of well, who is Ohio State yard football teams. Who has Ohio State beaten? <laughs> they they've beaten. They went to Minnesota. They beat Minnesota. Uh, I guess quality. they haven't really played anyone yet. <laughs> but the way that they've beaten Rutgers and the way that they've beaten Indiana and the way that they beat Maryland. Well, yeah. Come on. They look night and day. I mean, what would Michigan beat Rutgers by a touchdown? You can't put Michigan at number three. Well, I Just think the- they're undefeated. Well, I mean, I think the thing, though, is that all they these play teams... a non-conference. No one. That's that's true. Western's actually pretty good. Western is good. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good call. And they beat like the Western is a good team to schedule because you're right. That's a you're team right. you win that game and you get no credit for it. But Western's good. No, West Western Michigan's really good. Yeah. Uh, Washington trash. Well, uh, they did. We didn't know Washington was going to be trash, though. Yeah, it is true. That is true. I just think I just think they haven't proved it yet. The way that they've beaten some of these guys. I mean, Nebraska gave them everything. I mean, they almost didn't get out of Lincoln alive. That's true. Yeah, no, but I mean, like, I think the thing is we have to adjust the way that we look at in the past. We're like, oh, yeah, number two, number three team, like they're unbeatable. Kind of look at it. All these teams have flaws. All these teams have blemishes. So I could look at Ohio State and say, well, that uh, was it Tulsa. Tulsa, that wasn't a great game. It was not a great game. But you put Ohio State and the team up north on a neutral field. Ohio State's, what, a three-touchdown favorite? No. Three touchdowns? <laughs> what do you say, Nathan? I don't know. I think it's, it's a rivalry game. I'm sure it's within Two one. Touchdowns at I'd say eight points. No, come on. It's it's 14, maybe 14 did, to 21, I'd say. When is that game? It's last week in November. Yeah, like 27th, I want to say. Yeah. I cannot wait. You can play anyone in between. It's decent. Play Penn State and Michigan State. And play, okay. they go, I think they go to East Lansing. Yeah, that's next weekend. And so. play Michigan State, who's awesome, by the way. Yeah. Michigan State's really good. Yeah, I got Michigan. So I dropped Oklahoma to six because you can't be uh, – so, I mean – Here's my thing about uh, – wait, who's your four and five, by the way? Alabama four, Ohio State five, okay. Oklahoma six, Michigan so here's, State here's seven. Here's the thing about Oklahoma. They're undefeated. They've looked just about as bad as an undefeated team can look. Yeah, right. I mean, Kansas, uh, who'd, they, who'd they almost lose to? Tulsa? Tulsa, yeah. like they took no, uh, Tulane. 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 Tulane, who's even worse. Tulane's in last place in the American. <laughs> Tulane took them down to the wire. Um who else gave him? Oh, Texas had him up. Nate, Texas had him up by like four touchdowns and let them back. UT should have won that game. That was tough. I know that was brutal. Honestly, want to need want to who want to who needs uh, Oklahoma to lose is uh, Cincinnati. Big time, big time. And I think yeah. if, if Oklahoma loses, I think Cincinnati could actually get into the Final Four. I agree. I know. Oklahoma will lose. I, I I agree. It's just like the Big Twelve is is not very good, and they've already played. They, they have to play Oklahoma State, right? I just don't get it. how yeah. can you be a, a top four team in the country and bench your starting quarterback and have a really <laughs> bad defense. <laughs> it's it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, Caleb Williams looked pretty good. I mean, he's he's been better than Rattler has. Except no, he, Caleb Williams is going to be a stud, but. 
it, it's it's insane that you can almost lose to all those teams, bench your starting quarterback, and still be a top five team in the country. What happened? Or wasn't he like preseason Heisman favorite? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, what do you think happened to him, Connor? I don't know. I mean, I think he was hyped. I think a lot of it was like you go back to back Heisman's, back to back number one overall picks. You get a ton of hype, and and he was obviously highly recruited and highly touted. And people started buying into more of the Lincoln Riley than than, than the player. But he's gonna go. He's gonna go to somewhere, and he's gonna be awesome for whoever you know. Sort of, he's gonna he's gonna pull sort of like a Jalen Hurts, right? Where yeah. where he transfers somewhere, and he's probably gonna be a Heisman favorite next year. Who knows? Yeah. The reverse hurts. Yeah. Because Hurts went to Oklahoma. Right. Right. <laughs> what were you gonna say, Nathan? Looked like you were about to say something. No, no, I'm saying that's that's true. Okay. Let's talk about Texas for a yeah, second. Yeah, let's talk about Texas. We got we got Texas super fan uh Nathan oh. on the phone. A, a big thing happened to me this year, and that's that I you know, I kind of lost my Texas roots and my love for the Texas University of Texas football team. And I went back to a game, and it kind of brought me right back to eighth, ninth grade when I just wow. everything about. Are, are you a, are you a Steve Sarkeesian believer? Yeah, so far I am. I think that you, you know you got to give every college football, football coach at least three to four years, see them recruit because that's where the that's where the games are won. They're not one on the field; they're one off the field. But yeah, I mean, he seems great. I think that B. John Robinson is, in my opinion, the Heisman favorite. He's such a stud. He's going to be such a great NFL running back. And then, you know, kind of like the past couple years with Texas, they have usually a high-powered offense and a pretty crappy defense. Yeah. And that's just kind of how. um, The thing about uh, Steve Sarkeesian is, like, you look at all of Saban and even Belichick. Like, you look at Saban or Belichick disciples, how many are successful? Great. How about uh, I didn't realize the A and M coach was a Saban disciple. LSU, yeah, I think it was back to his LSU days, though. Yeah, he was an Alabama coach. It must be tough being Saban and having one of your old assistants come beat you. It was the first time ever. Really? It was like he was like twenty five and nothing. Oh, and against his old assistants, and then Jimbo came in and beat him. Which you know, Alabama has looked good, and maybe we can switch gears. They. They have looked vulnerable at, at multiple spots. I mean, they beat the, the, the crap out of Tennessee. But even, you know, the first half, they were going blow for blow with Tennessee. I mean, Joe Milton, of all people, was throwing like 70-yard touchdowns every other play against Alabama. So they look mortal, which is weird. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't catch any of that game, but I I didn't. Was Did Joe Milton start that game? Yeah, he, he got in. I, I forgot if their other quarterback is Hooker. Joe Joe Milton definitely got in and he was like there was a couple like sixty or seventy yard touchdown passes that they had against Alabama and that's just weird. And that's weird to see. I, mean, <laughs> I think you've seen it a couple times and they've straightened it out and, and they beat you know, they beat Ole Miss by a couple touchdowns. They ended up pulling it out against Tennessee. But you know, you look at Florida uh, Texas A&M, some others, they, they haven't looked like, you know, the machine that they typically do. So let's talk about how we, how we rank these conferences. How would you rank these conferences, Connor? I think it's the same as always. Uh, well, no, ACC obviously is, is probably the worst now, now that they don't have anyone, including Clemson. So I'd go SEC. And I hate to say that because I'm, I'm a big 10 guy at heart, uh, but I'd go SEC big 10, 
Then it's a huge, 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 huge. Yeah, huge it's problem. really hard after that. That's uh, where I'm thinking, like the the space between those other three conferences and like Big the Twelve next. It's got to be Big Twelve next. Yeah, it would be probably Big 12. Pac twelve, and then probably ACC. I think my thing is like we talk about SEC, Big Ten. I think there's a bigger gap between Big Ten and those other three conferences 100%. than there is between those three conferences and the Mountain West and the American. 100%. 100%. Um, I mean, the ACC is is not good this year. It, there are only two teams worth talking about from the ACC right now. And even those, I think if if, if Wake Forest played a Big Ten or an SEC schedule, Wake Forest is losing four or five games. No, I, I don't disagree. I want to give Wake Forest some credit because every week I'm always like I agree. Ripping, on, ripping on the ACC every single week. I watched this. I was able to get the second half of this game against Army. I was impressed. I mean, like, yeah, they couldn't stop anybody. They couldn't stop Army at all. Army shouldn't be putting up 56 points on you. But what <laughs> was insane. Yeah. I couldn't believe how I'd, I'd never seen a team yeah. put 70 points on Run the triple team. option. Yeah. You're running the triple option putting 50 <laughs> points on you. Come on. Figure something out. They put up they put up 70 points on Army's defense. So I'll give them a little credit there. They're undefeated team. I have them as my number 10. I don't think they're going to stay at 10. I think they're going to lose a couple. Um, but Pitt, I think Pitt's actually going to end up being the best team from the ACC. I, Kenny, Pickett, Kenny Pickett is a legitimate, really good quarterback. And other you know, than that, there's no one in the ACC worth talking about. You, you know what turned around for Pitt is they decided to stop being Navy and gold and revert back to the old, uh, the old yellow and blue uniforms, which just look awesome. I mean, those uniforms are awesome. So yeah. they I, I forgot when they when they decided that, but as soon as they made that change, they're a different team. Um, and, and they look pretty good this year. Nathan, what are your favorite uniforms in college football? Burn orange. That's about it. Hey, let's go conference by conference. Favorite, favorite jersey, favorite uniform in the ACC. ACC is a tough one. Probably North Carolina. That, that yeah, but the, I always think basketball. Yeah, when looking at those. Same. I th- I'd say North Carolina basketball. I might say Miami for football. Yeah. Miami tries to be a little bit too modern. I love Pitt's uniforms. They're nice. I like Clemson's too. Clemson, or the the bright orange and purple are, are tough tough colors to work with. They're not you know you know they're not strong um, to say. The least, uh, you know, the, the bright orange and purple. I would say it's probably the weakest uniform. Kind of. Florida State has good uniforms, but it's probably the weakest. What do you like, Nathan? ACC. ACC, probably on uh, North, North Carolina. North Carolina? Okay. Yeah. Not, not the ugliest uniforms. In yeah. Penn State. Oh, hands down, far. Penn State. Yeah. yeah not probably. even a question. Maybe. Big. Maybe the Northwestern Wildcats. <laughs> but the problem with Northwestern is they never want to wear purple anymore. It's always like well, would you, would you want to wear purple out there? Yeah. Purple. I love tough. purple. No, purple's a tough color to win with. No, at LSU's purple is beautiful. When but, they wear but, but purple is a secondary color. Purple's not the primary. They're not smet. The only smet- well, purple. that rolls with purple pretty well is the TC Horn Frogs. Yeah, oh, yeah, go frogs. Go frogs. <laughs> They somehow put it together and make it look sexy. Yeah. I think Northwestern's like classic purple with like the white and the black pants, right? It was a black pants. Yeah, it's black pants. 
Yeah. I like those. I but like now they're they're screwing it up because they're doing like gray and black with the purple. Yeah. It just doesn't look good. I like um I like Alabama, I like Penn State, I like Texas. Texas is the cool uniforms. And USC. USC's got great uniforms. Oh yeah. Yeah, Even USC. though I think of them as a basketball school, I love the UCLA uniforms too. Oh, UCLA. I thought you were going to say you think of USC I, as a basketball school. Yeah, I agree. I think one of the coolest things in sports, though, is the uh, Notre Dame helmet. I, I, you won't catch me saying anything positive about Notre Dame. <laughs> I, I know. Notre Dame. That gold helmet, though, is beautiful. How good is Notre Dame this year? I mean, I think we have them. I got them ranked at 13. They're a top 15 team. Yeah, but they're not a top five. I mean, they, well, they I would, yeah, I wouldn't say they're top ten either. I think they're they're like a really no, good. I, mean, I think they they are what they always are between five and fifteen, which means yeah. they got a couple of really special kids. But at the end of the day, they don't have the talent to, that that brings them in the conversation of a of an Ohio State or a Clemson or an Alabama or a Georgia, um, and they're, and they're not there this year. Uh, so uh, you know, they have one loss. Might end, the, yeah, they might end the year with one loss, but if if they play in Alabama or Ohio State or Georgia, they lose by three touchdowns. Well, Notre Dame being good is good for Cincinnati because Cincinnati that was yeah. their signature win. I know they won at Indiana; that's a good win too. But they won at Notre Dame. If Notre Dame keeps, you know, if Notre Dame peaks at like number seven, number eight, if they keep winning, uh, good for the Bearcats. Yeah. Speaking of independence, another one. BYU. BYU is pretty good this year, too. I don't know if you guys have caught them at all. It's it's harder to, to catch up on the, the West Coast teams. Uh, yeah, you're in Boston, so it gets really late out there. Yeah. I don't know. Do, do they have, like, a, a first-round pick? You know, Zach Wilson commanded a lot of fanfare last year, but do they have anyone like that this year? So, Jaron Hall, their quarterback, is good. He's different. I don't know if he's an NFL player, but he's a good college player. The strength of Zach Wilson was his arm. Jaron Hall is his legs. This guy's really fast, uh, good running quarterback. He can make some nice plays. Uh, Algier, they're they're running back, those two guys together. And, you know, they're actually playing a much tougher schedule this year than they did a season ago. They've had a lot of uh, Power 5 teams that they've played. So for them to go to Washington State, I'll give them, cro- I'll give them props for that, especially if they lost the last two games, too. They were a two-game losing skid. It's great. You got to run, Nathan, don't you? Thank you for having me, Jack Vita. It was great to have you here, man. We'll have to do it again. Uh, Anytime. And Bama, always a pleasure to see you. Party thoughts, Nathan? Uh, B. John Robinson for Heisman. And that's about it. (laughs) And then my other parting thought is I think it's going to take a miracle for Justin Fields to be a good quarterback this year. But I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. We're not disputing that. See you, Nate. All right, thanks, Nathan. All right, Connor, who's the Heisman right now? This has got to be I, I, Kenneth Walker, um, but this has got to be the worst sort of most. Maybe it's the best, you know, even playing field for the Heisman and in some time, you know, there, there's not that one guy uh, that there usually is. It seems like the field's wide open. Yeah, I think it's interesting because we look at these teams at the top and none of them are powered by, aside from Bryce Young, maybe. Like, he's a guy who could win it for Alabama, but you look at the top 10. Like, are there any Heisman guys on any of the top 10 teams that I have on my rankings? I don't. Matt Corral, no, but yeah. Ole Miss isn't like a 
contender. No, they're not going to. They're going to lose a couple times this year. Yeah. You no, know, it's 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 just tough because it's the Heisman is just best quarterback or maybe running back, but it's I, I guess wide receiver won last year, but it's like there's a couple stud wide receivers on Ohio State that aren't going to be in the conversation, but should be because they're some of the you know Garrett Garrett uh, Wilson and, and Chris Olave are two of the best five players in in, in the NCAA for my money. Um, so it, it sort of boils down to the, these QBs and, and a lot of the QBs that came in with the big fanfare this year aren't doing as well. Um, and, and, you know, the best team in the nation isn't, is not a QB led team. It's a defense led team. So it seems more, seems more open, uh, than it has been for the past few years. And I think it will get more interesting because the guys at the top this year, you know, the, the Michigan States, the Ole Miss of the world, they're probably going to lose a couple more times before before it's all said and done. So I, I don't think this you know, the list is set as, set as it is. All right, let's run through the rest of my top 25. So we've got my top five, Georgia, Cincinnati, Michigan, Alabama, Ohio State, six, Oklahoma, seven, Michigan State, eight, Oregon, nine, Ole Miss, 10, Wake Forest. That rounds out the top 10. What do you think? Michigan State, I love them. You know, hard nosed Big Ten team. Are you picking uh, them this week? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I am. Um, you just you just don't know because they haven't really played anyone. I mean, you think Miami is good? They're not. Um, so it, it's hard to know. I, I love the coach. I love the the running back there. So I, I want them to be awesome. I, I don't necessarily believe that they are, but I'm hoping that they are, and we'll see. Uh, we'll see this weekend. Wake Forest. They they're, gonna, they're not going to stay at 10. They'll put they might go on to feed a Jack. Hmm. Well, they they're not a playoff anybody. team. They, I would, I their, prioritize. The ACC is, their ACC is bad. They don't play anyone. So so they might be undefeated. Obviously, they got to play Clemson. Clemson's no good. Um, so I would be surprised. That I would just say if they played a Big Ten or an SEC schedule, they'd probably, they wouldn't be in the top 25. No, I think that. If, if we're looking at records later on in terms of like New Year's six bowl games, because I and, you know, God forbid the playoff. If we're looking at an undefeated Wake Forest team versus undefeated SMU or undefeated San Diego State, I'm not convinced that Wake Forest is better than SMU or San Diego State. I don't either, but, you know, the, the, the committee is going to give credit to the Power Five Conference. Yeah. The power, I agree. power five and name only. <laughs> right. The ACC is, you know, who, who are you taking this year? ACC or Mountain West? I think I'd go Mountain West right yeah. now because I think that there's a good cluster of like five teams. I take yeah. their top five teams and put a, if I'm putting them up against the ACC, Mountain West might go five and oh. Yeah. I, I do think Pitt's good. I think Pitt is good. I think Pitt's. I, I, if I'm looking at these conferences right now, I think Pitt's going to end up winning the ACC because we're probably going to see them awake in the ACC championship game. I think I'm not ruling out Arizona State of the Pac-12 either. I know you don't get to watch those games. Arizona State was the better team last week against Utah. They looked so much better, and they just checked out at halftime. It was like, I don't know what happened. The talent's there. That's a good team. I think Herm's a good coach. I think Arizona is going to get it together. I think they're going to win the Pac-12 South. And we're going to see Arizona State own Oregon in the Pac-12 championship game. Yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm banking on an Oregon 
loss as an Ohio State fan. But Oregon's going to lose. They're going to lose. It's it's going yeah. to happen. They almost lost to Cal last week. This week, yeah. UCLA three point game. They're going to lose again. Right. We'll see. I mean, they've got some studs on defense. Uh, sad. They're 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 running back got hurt because he was so good yeah. he tore ohio state to shreds cj verdell yeah yeah uh so that's a bummer that he's gone but we'll see i mean the pac-12 there's not a ton of tough tests they still have to play arizona state i think um so we'll see then but um yeah i'm i'm, I'm rooting for it as an ohio state fan but who knows Rest of the rankings real quick. Number 11, Iowa. 12, San Diego State. 13, Notre Dame. 14, A&M. 15, SMU. 16, Oklahoma State. 17, UTSA. San Antonio. Wow. I like those guys. 18, Baylor. 19, Kentucky. 20, Pitt. That's that's the 11 to 20 range on that. Yeah, I'd, I'd put Kentucky higher. I think Kentucky's good. Uh, yeah, I mean... They, I think they just dropped because of bye week. I was like, I was watching the yeah. other teams and I put them up a little higher. Yeah, I mean Kentucky got got beaten down by the buzzsaw that is that is uh, Georgia, uh, but I think they're I think they're solid. I think they're a solid good team. So I I'd probably put them up higher, probably above uh, the Roadrunners. Um, but uh, you know, we'll see. I, I like it. I, I think the Big Twelve. It's it's too bad. Um, they're not better because there, there's a lot of good teams there, but I think by the end of the year they're going to cannibalize each other. You know, the the Iowa States, the Oklahoma States, the Texases, the Baylors of the world. I think at the end of the year, a lot of those guys are going to have three, four losses, and, and we'll see where they shake out. Yep. And then uh, finally, twenty one BYU, twenty two Penn State, twenty three Auburn, twenty four Fresno State, twenty five Louisiana. So I'm bumping. Fresno State and Louisiana into the rankings, and I'm kicking yep. out Coastal. Coastal, by the way, they lost to App State, and App State got killed by Louisiana. They both are one-loss teams, so I'll put Louisiana in now. Yeah, no, good, good. Give them some shine. Uh, Penn State, weird, weird one, huh? Really strange. That was. <laughs> Do you like the new overtime? Do you like that? I think it's fine. I mean, if you, if you can't figure it out after the first two why not just start going for two? I mean, I think four, four quarters of regulation plus two overtimes is starting from the 25. If you can't decide a winner from then, all right, three yards and, and let's go. I love it. I think it's yeah. great. The one the one thing I would change, let's just call that triple overtime. Let's not call it each round is a different overtime because you look yeah. at it like nine overtimes. Like that yeah. doesn't translate when you kind of look right. at what the game was on the scoreboard. But Iowa was, was nowhere. I mean, we wrote them off, and then they came. They came. Illinois, you mean? Yeah, Illinois. I mean, uh, we wrote them off, and they came out to at Penn State, right? Uh, yeah, at Penn State. Yeah. Embarrassing home loss. Crazy, crazy. I mean, may, maybe I think Franklin's probably leaving. Maybe for USC. Um, Checking out early mentally. Yeah, yeah. maybe because that that was like inexplicable. All right. I know you got to run here soon. So anything else you want to add here at the end that we didn't my talk Buckeye, about? My Buckeyes are, are peaking. Their offense is Oh, good. Yeah, we should talk Ohio State here for yeah, a couple minutes. Buckeyes offense is definitely the best in the country. Probably the best in the past five, ten years. Um, I mean, C.J. Stroud is, is starting to figure out and feel more comfortable. Their offensive line is disgusting. Uh, their running backs are two top running backs in the country and the receiving core is 
probably the best receiving core in the past 20 years. And, 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 oh, I can't say that because of Alabama. The best non-Alabama receiving core in, in the past 20 years. I mean, they uh, – Well, the LSU been, had that other one too. They're not the one. best Big Ten receiving yeah, core. There we go. In the past 10 years, they are so good. Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave and Jackson Smith and Jigba um, are so, so good. Um, so they're peaking. It seems like they're, they're just getting better week in, week in and week out. So I'm excited to uh, to watch them the rest of the year as they start to play some real teams, some real Big Ten teams. They run to, to Penn State, and then they got Michigan State and obviously Michigan later on. So um, I, I'm sort of waiting in the wings, hoping Oregon loses so that my, my Buckeyes got a shot for the, the playoff here. Yeah, I was going to add, I'm glad you brought up Ohio State. I should have asked you about them earlier. But Ohio State looks like the Ohio State again. Like you saw, they were working out some kinks early in the season, and they're they're rolling full steam ahead right now. They look great. They look uh, really good. You know, the offense has looked good since day one. Um, the defense is where they were trying to figure some things out, and it seems like they have. If you look at the past couple of games, I think they gave up a touchdown to Maryland, maybe maybe a touchdown or two to, to Rutgers, and obviously only gave up seven points yesterday to, to Indiana. So it seems like the defense is, is is finally figuring it out, which is which is awesome because the offense is there, the offense is stellar, the offense is like a fifty point per game offense. They're they're on a different level, um, and uh, if if they can bring that defense in. Are, they might be the best team in the country. Um, it, it would be so cool to see them against Georgia's defense because I think it, that would be the best defense versus the best offense in the country. Um, and, again, just waiting for Oklahoma or Oregon to sort of, sort of stumble here because <laughs> that loss versus Oregon definitely hurt them. Um, and I'm expecting a Big Ten championship here uh, coming up, so we may need some, some other – some other folks to, to trip up for us to, to get a shot at the college football playoff. What is your prediction for the final four? Not who the best four teams are right now, but at the end of the season, who's going to be in that top four? Oregon. Ohio State. Interesting. You don't think Oregon's going to lose? No, I don't. I don't. I think, they'll, I think they'll get in there. I think their defense is really good. I think their offense is coming along. So I think it's going to be Oregon, Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia. Oregon, Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia. My preseason was Alabama, Georgia, Oregon, and Cincinnati. That's that pretty good. Preseason. Two yeah. SEC teams calling your shot. Yeah, right. no, that's not too hard to predict. I think the I know, but it's it's always tough to to get two teams. It's really hard to get two teams from the same conference. Yeah, that's probably going to happen this year because yeah. it's happened Georgia, before. Georgia's gonna, Bama's gonna win the rest of their schedule. I guess we can't say for certain. We saw what happened this past week. They they are beatable, but uh, we're gonna see a rematch. Or we're gonna see those teams in the big uh, the uh, SEC championship. And really, I think it'd be best if Georgia wins because I don't I don't really like when you only have four teams and you have to see a rematch at some point because I in right. this like college football, it should sort of be like, well, if you beat them once, that should count as kind of right. like the thing. Unless it's, unless like, like if we get an Oregon Ohio state rematch, I wouldn't mind that. Cause that would be like, well, that, that was kind of like a preseason game. It wasn't. Like, yeah. yeah. But when you see, when you see like a conference championship game and then they play each other again, like three weeks later, it's just kind of, you want, you want to see something different. I think. Yeah. All right. Connor, this was a, yeah, I know you got to run. Thank you so much for stopping by. This was a lot of fun. 
And uh, I guess we'll uh, you'll have to bring it for Sports Jeopardy. Maybe we can do that in November. Yeah, like no, that. always always fun with you, Vita. Thank you for having me on, and and I'll, I'll stop your your streak in Sports Jeopardy wins as soon as you have one. <laughs> All right, All right. Thank, thank you very much, Connor. That was great. All right, so guys, that does it today for our episode of the Jack Vita Show. Actually, you know what? Before we go, as we wrapped up a little early, I want to tell a quick story um, from my week. So Friday, I was leaving my job. I work at a, at a Christian school as a substitute teacher. And I was leaving my job and I was driving this car. And the car I was driving is my parents' car. It's not my car. And all of a sudden, I was, I was kind of slowly moving towards the exit of the school. And the car just stalled. It just stopped. It was the strangest thing. I was I didn't know what was going on. And so all this, I, I accelerated again. And I heard a weird sound. And then I heard the tire just blow out. So I go, I check it out. The most deflated tire I'd ever seen in my life. It was very strange. Um, so I called roadside assistance. I was stuck in the exit of the school. So other cars were going to have to kind of drive around me to get out. So I called up roadside assistance. The guy comes coincidentally or whatever you want to call it. His name is Angel, which is a great name for a roadside assistance gentleman <laughs> because he's, he's helping you out as an angel. And my car, he, he, fix up, he fixes up the spare tire. I'm about to drive away. I'm barely moving. The car is making a really weird noise. Hang on a sec. That doesn't, that doesn't look right. So an angel takes a look and he's like, yeah, um, but you shouldn't drive this car. And honestly, I don't totally understand. I, I don't know as much about car parts as I would like to. Um, I'm a ma- masculine guy, but I lack in car knowledge, unfortunately. And I guess what happened was it was the, the part where you have the tire connected to the front part of the car. This is the front right tire. It was disjointed from the car. So all of a sudden it just severed while I was driving is what we think happened. That could have happened at any point. Can you imagine if that happened when I was driving on a road or going on the highway? I'd be dead right now. I might be, you know, I could be paralyzed. The car would have spun out. I could have weaved and gotten just absolutely wrecked by someone else slamming right into the driver's side where I sit. Or I could have hit someone else and they could have lost their lives. That could have happened at any point. There was no caution sign that said on the car, hey, this could happen. It was it was scary. But as I was thinking about it, I just realized how blessed I am. And that God, God protected my life. Uh, I'm happy I'm here. God protected my life and he protected me from harm's way because that could have happened at any point. It really could have, but it happened when I was in a parking lot leaving a school and there was no traffic, no cars around and I'm fine. And when you have something like that happen, it makes you really appreciate those simple little things that you have in life. In this case, just a working car and a loving God. 
And I know God protected my life. I don't know what I'd do without him. It just makes me want to serve him all the more and know him better. And the joy that I have and the the peace, the guide I have for my life comes from my relationship with Jesus Christ. And I encourage anyone who's listening to this and doesn't know Jesus Christ to try to get to know him. Because, man, oh my gosh, what an amazing gift of grace he has given me and he offers to everyone. And I'm so happy to be alive right now. I'm so happy that he protected me and that he's my father. And I wasn't really anticipating going in that direction to end this episode. But God put it on my heart to share it. It just kind of came out. So anyway, that's our show for today. It was really fun talking with those guys, uh, catching up, talking football, having a good time. Really excited uh, for next week. Some big, some more college football. We'll have another great guest, I'm sure. I don't know who the guest is yet, but we've had some great guests. We had Garrett Powell from... Oh, I know I should go to bed soon. It's only 7 p.m. and I'm yawning. <laughs> Hopefully this podcast isn't making anyone yawn. But Garrett from The Bachelorette, he was on here. Great guy. Great talking with him. Great catching up with him. And then uh, Mickey Mordini was here. We talked a lot of baseball, a lot about the 90s. It was great. And then an episode prior to that, we had... Arrestus and Albert Destrade previewing the last round of the uh, MLB playoffs. Tomorrow, I will preview the World Series with Ryan Packett. And we're going to have maybe one or two special guests calling in for a short segment, potentially. We'll see. Make sure you guys subscribe. If you guys like the Jack Vita show, subscribe. And you know what, guys? Share it with a friend. We want to get this episode, my website, my content out to everybody we want everyone to know about it and so if you guys like this tell a friend if everyone who's listening today told one friend about this show it'd do us a lot of good so to say all right so until our next episode until our world series preview i am jack vita bring in the dancing lobsters <laughs>